movie fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Uncharted Media Podcast. This is Josh. This makes me happy. We're on episode 17. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> we are, and it makes me so ecstatic. So I'm ecstatic because 17 is my favorite number. The original name for the YouTube channel was um, Movie Guy 17, I think, before I switched it to 17 Movie Reviews, before I switched it to Uncharted Media. And I yep. hope I'm not going to change it ever again, but knowing my temperament, I might. 17 is my favorite number, so let's make this a good episode. Josh, don't purposely sabotage it just because you know I like the number. Oh, I'm purposely going to sabotage all of this. I'm going to play WB in this DC-filled episode. This really and is sabotage a DC-heavy episode. On, yeah, I'm going to sabotage this crap on purpose. Well, we didn't intentionally make this a very DC-heavy episode. It's just that there really wasn't a whole lot of news this week. Um, we got some stuff. A lot of it's actually animated movie-related and small-screen-related, but... Um, yeah, we're going to get into it, and then our main discussion today will be Batman-related. We'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, but first, Josh, how are you doing tonight? I'm uh, doing pretty good. Just had a plate full of chicken nuggets, so I'm uh, I'm a happy, happy, happy boy. Were they shaped like dinosaurs? They were. <laughs> like, dead serious, as a 26-year-old man walked into Kroger and bought myself a bag of dinosaur-shaped chicken nuggets. Well, I mean... Yes, because the dinosaur ones taste better. Well, no. it's you can taste the uh, the, the the old flavor. <laughs> yeah, for all we know, they're actually made of real bits of dinosaur. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised considering dinosaurs are not real. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> like we said, it's kind of been a slow news week, but we've gotten some news stories. Um, kicking us off first, we'll also. Uh, dovetail into our discussion later, but we're going to dip a little bit into it now. The Batman solo movie directed by Matt Reeves. I won't call it the Ben Affleck solo Batman movie because I genuinely think he's not attached to this movie anymore. Um, it supposedly is happening. A- again, this movie has been delayed yeah. production countless times, but now apparently it's t- set to start production in November 2019. First of all, Josh, do you even that it's happening it's starting in 2019 i don't care i don't don't. i legitimately will not believe anything about a batman batman movie until they give us a trailer i actually agree like even then i'm i'm gonna be super skeptical skeptical yeah because this this thing has been trying to happen for how long matt reeves was brought on two years ago yeah it's just, and so, the whole thing with Ben Ben Affleck will he will he stay? Won't he stay? Like, uh, just you know what? Scrap it all. Start with a young a young Batman. I don't care anymore. I'm just I, I'm so tired of the drama involving the like. It's not even like the DC movies. It's just this one. Yeah, it like DC has had its own issues. That much we know. But it seems like no other movie has had the issues, well, besides maybe The Flash, which has had its all other issues. Um, seems like nothing has had the issues that the Batman solo movie has had. Um, whether that's Ben Affleck, not sure if he wants to stay on. Matt Reeves taking his dear sweet old time writing a sw- uh, script. But I've covered that in exhaustive detail. Um, I'm like you, man. I genuinely don't think this movie is starting production in November, if at all. I... 
Yeah. Wouldn't be surprised if in 2020, if they haven't made any progress, they cut their losses, start again. Um, but yeah, so we'll, we'll talk about this Batman movie later, but not in a sense of do we think it's actually going to happen. We're going to more talk about, um, for the main discussion later, things that we would like to and things that we would not like to see in these upcoming Batman movies or yeah. movie. Because um, we really haven't actually talked about it. We're going to kind of no. pitch our stories, our ideas, suggestions for what we would like to see in a Batman movie going forward. Because, yeah, this one's kind of flown under the radar because other DC if projects are actually know. happening and doing well in production. Yeah. This one, yeah. I keep forgetting about, despite the fact that it's a Batman movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I don't think this movie is actually going to start production November 2019. I will go out on a limb now and say we have a better chance of Man of Steel 2 happening before this Batman movie happens. Mm, I wouldn't be surprised. Well, but like that's we because said, they have a decent actor playing Superman. Yeah. Well, sorry. I don't think Batfleck is bad. Be I don't think Batfleck no, is bad. He I'm... just hasn't had his real chance to truly show what he can do as Batman. Fair enough. Yeah, you can only do so much on a in like team team movies. Yeah, like we said, um, this was unintentionally a very DC heavy movie, primarily just because this was a DC heavy news week. Um, so we continue on with Batgirl. No, not Batgirl. Batwoman. Yeah. My bad. Because there's definitely definite different. difference. <laughs> there's definitely a difference here. Uh, Batwoman made her debut earlier this year on the Flash crossover episodes um, on the CW. That was more or less a test to see if people would be interested in a Batwoman TV series. Apparently enough people were, because now it is officially happening. We're getting a Batwoman TV series. Yes. Um, so I've seen the clip. There's a few clips from the her appearance. And honestly, I'm not surprised. Um, first of all, you have an actor like Ruby Rose, who is no offense to Stephen Amell or Grant or anybody on those shows, is a little bit of a level up act, acting wise from the from those people playing someone that is definitely a character that is worth exploring in today's day and age. Yeah, I agree. Um, she's definitely more of a film actor, so it's interesting having her in a TV role. But I guess, I guess she is both, both film and TV. I I know she was in Origin of the New Black. I know her mainly for John Wick Chapter 2, in which case she's the mute, awesome assassin. But yeah, yeah I guess she's more known for Orange is the New Black. Um, I, mean, I did not see yeah. any of the clips for her as Batwoman. I don't really watch the CW stuff anymore just because... I mean, neither do I. After two seasons, I'd lose interest because they drop in quality. But from all the pictures, she looks fine. I think she will be a pretty good Batwoman. I think her being gay actually like motivate her more to represent the character well as Batwoman in the comics is also gay so I kind of I've always liked that casting because they understand the character and aren't going to sugarcoat the characters what makes them that character essentially yeah yeah and it's like I said in today's day and age there is a a thirst for the kinds of stories that Batman uh, Batwoman sorry would produce I think the main thing that they're going to have to do though is make sure people know that there's a difference between Batwoman and Batgirl 
going forward. Yes. Which it, it, you can easily do that in a couple throwaway throwaway lines. So I'm, I'm not too worried about that. Yeah, I'm not too worried about it either. It doesn't mean I'm going to be watching this show, but that's nothing against this show. It's the same thing with Supergirl. I don't think it's necessarily a bad show. I just don't watch it because I'm not the target demographic, but that doesn't mean it's yeah. necessarily bad. Yeah. Well, our next two stories I think can be lumped together, actually, because they both fit in the realm of the DC animated universe, um, which isn't as strong as it used to be, but that being said, I still own all of the animated movies and we'll still check them out whenever they come out because they're more or less a consistently bright spot. We're getting, rumors are, we're getting not one, but two very um, critically acclaimed and well-known storylines into animated films with Superman, Red Sun, and Batman, The Long Halloween, which, oh yes, please. Yes, please. Also, um, I, with so, the long Halloween, it's rumored to be a two-parter, like the Dark Knight Returns was. Yes. Oh, uh, first of all, the Dark Knight Returns. If people have not watched, I can still run into people that haven't seen it. It's fantastic. It's the good Batman the, Superman. I'm okay with this. Yes, it really is. Um, I'm always down for DC animated movies. Always. Um, however. <laughs> there's always that however uh the way they went across with doing um the the uh oh, the killer joke the killing joke right yeah yeah, yeah. um with i don't with add with just adding a random storyline for no reason was was weird and so uh, i in in all of my faith in these animated movies i'm still a little cautious I think that was more of a fluke. The DC animated stuff has shown us that the killing joke was kind of a fluke. Yeah. Well, and to be fair to the killing joke, like literally as soon as that, whatever storyline it was ended, like it was a visible end. And once the actual killing joke comic book story started, Holy cow. Like it took off and was fantastic. Yeah. It was just that really unnecessary first third. Um, there's obviously yes. one that I'm more excited for than the other, but I'm both, for both of them, I'm super excited. For those of you who don't know, Superman Red Sun is an alternate universe story where essentially instead of crash landing in Kansas and being discovered by the Kens, Superman crashes to Earth and is discovered by Soviet Russia. <laughs> it's a very good story. And it's, but again, I think DC is is being really interesting on their timing on this on a couple of their announcements here. Uh, in today's day and age, it's a very interesting. It, it much like when it was written, it's a very interesting story and avenue to explore. Yes, I will say, Red Sun I think is an okay story. I don't think it's the best Superman story by any stretch of the imagination. That being said. I've always loved the red sun suit that Superman has with the red. Yeah. Oh, I think it's so cool. It's super cool. So basically, for it's, those of you who haven't seen it, picture the Superman, classic Superman suit, except it's black and red, like a light a light black, if that makes sense. A, a gray is the word I'm looking for, apparently. Um, and instead of an S in the diamond, it's a sickle. Obviously, for obvious reasons. Oh, yeah. But obviously for me, 
the one I'm more excited for is Batman The Long Halloween. Not just because I'm a huge Batman fan, but I recently read The Long Halloween for the first time. Um, and there's a someone made a great um, read-through of it on YouTube that you can find. It's more or less kind of like a radio drama reading through the comic. And I love that even more. Um, the Long Halloween is one of the best Batman stories ever told of him trying to find a killer named Holiday, who kills people mm-hmm. on, hol- on holidays, obviously. Um, and it's hard not to read that comic and not think of other Batman movies that have happened in the past. It, the Dark Knight was heavily, heavily inspired by the long Halloween with Gordon, Harvey Dent and Batman having, um, a trio of the three of them working together to stop the crime wave in Gotham, um, Harvey Dent being Two-Face, a murder mystery, a lot of elements from the Dark Knight, and just the Dark Knight trilogy in general came from the long Halloween, and I love mm-hmm. that story, but it it does need to be two parts if they're going to make it. Oh, yeah, it, it's a very complex story, and you might as well do that, because that was the thing with, um, with the Dark Knight, is you don't technically, I guess, need to make it a two-parter, but in order to give both sections of the story the true justice that it deserves, justice. Yeah, justice, then you definitely have to, to have to give, give it that kind of it's also, uh, service. It's also rumored that we're getting um, Batman Hush soon, and that'll be a two-parter, which I'm even more excited for that. I love oh, Hush. I, uh, yeah, I'm going to say my opinion. <laughs> oh, oh. We're not done with Hush in this episode, I'll say that. No, we're not. No, we are not. Uh, But we are, however, done with DC news for now. Um, But we're not done with DC actors. So Margot Robbie, who plays Harley Quinn in Suicide Squad and in the Birds of Prey movie coming up, has been cast in an interesting role. She will be starring in a live-action Barbie movie. So... My first question is, how is this going to be different from Life Size? Oh, dude. You just flashed me back a long way, man. Yeah, but, but, I mean, I think I have a perfect point here. How is this going to be different? Are are you, like, are you legitimately going to make, like, make us a world of Barbie people? And we're supposed to sit here and... And like, accept that it's a real world. I don't know, man. Like, I just, hey, I man. have so many questions. She's just a Barbie girl in a Barbie world. Barbie it's fantastic, world. Shut man. Up, shut up, shut up. It's made of plastic, okay? <laughs> From so I watched an interesting video that kind of talked about the progress that this movie has made over the years. Apparently, it's been in development hell for a lot of years. With Rebel Wilson of all people being attached to it originally as Barbie and who got kicked out of Barbie school for not being close enough to Barbie. What? Okay. Which I'm like, that actually is a good premise, but that's not a premise you can get away with, with Margot Robbie. No. Who is like the spitting image of a Barbie Barbie. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. <clears throat> but I, I don't know, man. Like, I just don't know what to do with this kind of kind of information because even if you do like, oh, she's gonna be a Barbie, like a Barbie doll that comes to life, how 
that again, how is that different from life size? That is also getting another movie here soon. Is it? Yes, they're doing a life size too. Okay then. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Tyra doesn't have anything to do. We're both dudes, <laughs> so we didn't really play Barbies a whole lot. Um no. but also uh, Jeff didn't play with G.I. Joe's a whole lot either. Oh, come on, G.I. Joe's the real American hero. Like, I had some <laughs> figures that were G.I. Joe's size, but I was more of, like, the small action figure type guy. Yeah, that's fair. You're such a nerd. <laughs> yeah, that's why I started a podcast. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, man, you started it with one of your best friends, too, so, like, you're fair. a super nerd. Oh, crap. Wait, that means I'm a nerd. Oh, no. You're one of the available anyway. options. Oh, rude. Okay, anyway, moving on to other available options. I don't know how I could segue that, but um, Sony's looking for a new option for Venom 2. There, there we go. go. See, I was trying to set you up. I was trying to set you up. <laughs> yeah, so um, one of the surprise hits of 2018 was Venom making a buttload of money, and according to Josh, over a million dollars. Get out um, of here, okay? <laughs> So Sony naturally wants to make a sequel, hence that Carnage tease at the end with the really, really weird carrot-top-haired Woody Harrelson. Yep. Uh, But, obviously they're making a sequel. It doesn't seem like they want to bring the director back, but they more or less have officially greenlit a sequel. In other news, water is wet. Yep. Or is it? It would be stupid to to not make a sequel. It, be, it just on a, from a financial basis, yeah, it would be stupid not to make a sequel. I, I mean, I think gonna... it, I think the whole thing should be trashed, and Tom Hardy should be cast as Wolverine. But that's let it me. go, dude. Let it go. No, <laughs> I will not. <laughs> I just kind of assume from day one, Sony plans sequels before they're done with their first movie. Yeah, I, I kind of assume so as well. Um, well, we weren't originally thinking of this, but Josh, besides Carnage, what would you like to see in a Venom sequel? I don't care. Wow. I, at the end of the day, Carnage is cool, but like Venom needs to interact with Spider-Man in my, in my, in my brain, like Venom's cool, but you can only do so many things with him, but just him. Especially if you're going to not acknowledge the fact that Secret Agent Venom didn't happen. Hmm. I, I would be curious you know to see what I mean? Secret like, Agent Venom. What a, I would not be. I don't care. I don't want it to happen. I want Venom to stay this big, brooding, massive symbiote i i don't need a secret agent like uh. oh dude i hadn't even thought about this until now you know who would have been a great venom i think had he not been cast as something else mm-hmm. batista oh yes now you i'm know, just thinking okay real quick i'm sorry so super side note you know what i heard a rumor of <clears throat> the creator of god of war what has been wanting a movie for obvious reasons, and Batista is one of the guys that he has in mind to play Kratos. Oh, which was I was like, yeah, oh, absolutely. Anyway, continuing on with, with the either Batista or Jason Momoa. 
Yeah, but Jason Momoa is kind of taken right now. Yeah, by Amber Heard. Yeah, that's fair. Anyway. Um, yeah, I, I'm with you. I don't know if I care about Venom 2 or not, even with the tease at the end of Venom 1. Um, I still haven't even gotten around to seeing it, honestly. But from the reviews and people just talk about it, I think I'll enjoy some parts of it, but I won't love it as much as I should with a Venom movie. So I'm I'm yeah. having a hard time getting super enthused for it. But it's happening regardless, and so long as Venom keeps doing well, Sony will let Spider-Man play with the MCU, which is ultimately what I care about more. So we'll just have to see in the future. Yeah. Um, some sadder news, but not completely surprising news, is... The most recent Star Trek films started with 2009's J.J. Abrams' reboot. Um, it seems like those Star Trek movies are done. They were having some issues with Star Trek Four happening, and it more or less seems like it's quietly being shelved. Yeah. Which, to be fair, is not that surprising right now, considering they actually have their back in the format they originated uh, with their TV show that they've been doing, which I've heard is is actually not that bad. Yeah, I'm hearing pretty good things about. Is it uh, Discovery? I think is the name of the show. I think so. Yeah. Um, which is, to in my opinion, Star Trek was always better as a TV show. And oh yeah, I don't the movies know are really why. hit or miss. Yeah, like, and I don't know why that is. Maybe it's because of the massive science-ish stuff. I don't know. Like, uh, th- that would be a really interesting. Uh, thing to look at as far as like why why does this kind of con- like kind of idea work better as a as a TV show? I don't know, but yeah, yeah I, I'm, admit, I'm not surprised. I'm a huge fan of all three of the. Um, I think it's Kelvin timeline is what they're called officially. I'm yeah. a fan of all three of the Kelvin timeline movies. I know diehard Star Trek fans aren't super enthused with them. I may be in minority, but I think Into Darkness is my favorite of the new Star Trek movies. I really enjoy that one, despite some of its flaws storytelling-wise. Yeah. And no, I mean, same, though. it's uh, not just because of Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> I, but see, like, I really enjoy the first one. I, I, don't, I don't know what it is. It's, I think part of it has to do with kind of the same thing with the first Michael Bay Transformers movie was there was a certain amount of magic and that was like, wow, this is like the first time this is ever happening kind of thing. I don't know. Even though Star Trek watching it now is really just J.J. Abrams' audition for Force Awakens. Yeah, basically. But <laughs> we weren't complaining. Um, no. Yeah, I am kind of sad to see that they're not making more, but I don't blame anybody for it not happening. So essentially what the story has been is uh, Chris Hemsworth who played Kirk's father in the first Star Trek, was going to come back, work with Chris Pine. Both of them were going to be the two Chris's leading this new Star Trek movie. They set agreed on a price with Paramount, who was making the movie. Um, and then Paramount wanted to scale back the budget a little bit because these Star Trek movies haven't been making as much as people think. Um, so they wanted to scale back the budget, kind of work from the ground up of not have as big of a budget so they can kind of see more returns in the long Hall, um, they were gonna, they were telling Pine and Hemsworth that they were gonna kind of cut their budget a little bit back, and so they wouldn't be able to make what they had promised them. So naturally, those two guys dropped out. Plus, yeah. they're I don't blame them at all for that. Of I would I would have probably dropped out too. 
Um, plus, they're both of them are moving on to other bigger projects. Pine with yeah. Wonder Woman 1984 and Hemsworth maybe um, surviving Endgame. I'm not sure. No, I don't think he will. But that's that's an opinion you and I do not share. Thor? Uh, no, I could see Thor dying. No, no, I'm sorry. Oh, oh. yeah, I got my Chris's. Yeah, I got my Chris's mixed up. I'm sorry. Sorry, no, there's yeah. way too many Chris's in the... There's way too many Chris's! <laughs> Which, if you want to throw in into the Spider-Verse into the MCU by an alternate via an alternate dimension, you got Chris Pine in there, too. Yeah, basically. You can't get everywhere. rid of Chris Pine. All The more Spider-Man, the better. Um, but farewell, Star Trek franchise. You more than likely will be rebooted in about five to eight years, and I don't know if you'll be as good. There's only one way to find out. <laughs> Reboot it. <laughs> I hate that that's the solution nowadays, but that's what we've become. So a while back, it was announced that Kevin Hart was going to be the host of the Academy Awards. But then um, people, as people do whenever they don't like someone, they dug through his old Twitter, found some tweets that people kind of found uh, offensive and haven't particularly aged well with today's climate. And the Academy removed him from that position of hosting the Oscars. And there was all this speculation of who could be the next host, who would be a good fit, that would be politically correct. Well, apparently they couldn't find anybody because for the first time ever, there's not going to be a host for the Oscars. Yeah. Which, that just sounds really, that's a really bad answer, but I kind of hope it leads to just awkwardly people just awkwardly sitting in their chairs at the Academy Awards pretending that there's an opening monologue and there is none? Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I agree. I don't think it's the right the right move, but at the same time, it very well could be. Because, I mean, too, too, too much now... The Oscars are not about the award show and more about political the statements. Yeah, the political statements, the the show that they get to put on. I mean, because at the end of the day, the Oscars are just or just the award, the movie awards, the Academy, the Oscars, whatever, is does they're dictated by like a small group of people, like a quote unquote elitists or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, so it's just like they don't matter. In my mind, and like for for on our level, they don't like we have no say in what movie gets up there. Like they don't matter. So it, the fact that they are deciding to go with basically no host, and in my mind that says, well, we don't want much of a show this year. Well, then okay, You've which kind is of the last away. thing their ratings need right now? Because every year oh, yeah. it's like. Our ratings sunk to a new low. What do we do next year to bring people back? That's why we had that whole um, Anne Hathaway and James Franco debacle a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And you just like, you're taking, and it, people already don't want to watch the Oscars because there's no reason to. Because um, who willingly sits there and watches an award show in any I, other. In I'll watch the Academy way. Awards every year, primarily just because it's film. Yeah, but, but I mean, in any other way, in, in any other profession, who sits there and watches an, a, an award show? 
SPs. SPs don't matter. Which, actually... Awards don't matter! <laughs> SPs, the SPs, actually plays into a point that I have about the Academy Awards. Um, so I am disappointed that we're not getting a host, primarily because you have a lot of options out there that you probably could have gone with that would have been just fine that don't have reputations of troubled pasts. Case in point, it's a long shot, but one that I think actually would have been great and probably would have brought in some ratings for the Academy Awards, John Cena. Why not? He killed it at the ESPYs, and he's been in plenty of movies. I mean, why not, man? I mean, I don't know. But actually, believe Uh, it or not. You know what? Actually, no, I do know. I do know why not. Because of his stupid, huh? he grew his hair out and it looks stupid. Wow, John Cena's hair looks dumb. You're just mad because he has That's hair. What I'm going with. I feel attacked. Second of all, <laughs> but it looks dumb. He needs to go. I I miss John like lack of hair before, but whatever. Things I will happen. say though. Uh, as much as I thought Cena was a long shot and he would have been an entertaining host, there's somebody else that, like, whenever the Academy is in desperate, desperate need for a host, they always kind of, like, go into the reserves and pick out one name that always ends up saving the show. And that's often, that's why this person is regarded as, like, the best Academy Awards host of all time. And I'm kind of disappointed that they just didn't do that here of, hey, let's trot out Billy Crystal like we do all the time and have him host. <laughs> I mean, why not? Seriously, it's Billy Crystal, man. What have you got to lose? He's hosted it so many times. He's got this down pat. People love Billy Crystal. He's a great host for the Academy Awards. He's done it so many times before, always with a lot of praise. I don't know, like, or even not just that. Maybe even like uh, Neil Patrick Harris. Or Ellen DeGeneres, somebody. Somebody that a large portion of people like that will tune in for. Exactly. At the end of the day, I'm not going to watch the Oscars. I'll probably hear more more about it from you. But I, I, it doesn't matter to me at the end. Yeah, I can I can understand that. It's not for everybody, and I only like casually pay attention. Like I'll check to see who won and everything, and but yeah, I don't put any real stock into it. Well, that's it for news topics, and we're about to get into a really fun discussion. But before we get to that, let's bring back sponsors. I got one because I'm mad at somebody. Uh oh. This week's episode is sponsored by Jimmy John's because I hate Subway right now. <laughs> Oh, did your sandwich not turn out the way you wanted it to? No, I I got exactly what I wanted on my sandwich, but it's a problem when there's like three quarts of juices coming out at the bottom of my sandwich. <laughs> but it's supposed to be a soup and a salad, or a soup and a soup, uh, sorry, sandwich and a soup. Jeez, that joke would have been a lot funnier if I could just, you know. Yeah, that's, oh, man. Like, I wasn't in a bad mood. I was in a bad mood after eating half of my sandwich and then throwing it out because I couldn't even pick it up because it was so soggy and damp that it was sticking to my plate. Jeez, man. Speaking of soggy and damp, 
Batman's solo movie. Because <laughs> uh, it, it rains all the time. Um, I, I don't know where that transition because... came from, but I'm sticking with it. It's, it is what it's going to be. So we have not talked it, it, about this. It do that sometimes. We haven't really talked about this movie Which yet. Which is weird. Or like what we'd like to see in a Batman it's movie weird. or anything else. Um, yeah. I I have a lot of it's thoughts really about weird. this, as I have many thoughts on many things. Oh, yeah. Never anything of relevance, but um, Josh, you know, shoot I, me some ideas I'm first. So, I'm so blown away that, like, not even in, like, I got to make this clear. Like, we haven't even talked about this in casual conversation. Like, it's really weird for us to not talk about Batman at all, especially a Batman solo movie. I think you it's know? just because so, this movie, I, don't know, man. I think it's just because this movie has been so out of sight, out of mind for us. That's fair. Because they have made no progress on it. But um, I got a whole diatribe on this of things that I would like to see um, in Batman movies. But mm-hmm. before I get into it, Josh... What what are you hoping to see, or what what are you bringing to the table here? So my approach, you know, what my my thinking right now would be, as far as how to approach a a Batman movie, knowing that you know all of these mainstream Batman films have happened before this, right? So you're going to have to do something different from them. Um, well, why not? You know, and you don't have to worry necessarily about connecting this to the rest of the series, the rest of the DC movies, because it's already established to us, the mainstream audience, that, hey, this is like a DC thing. Um, DC things can happen. Um, But because you could just go the route Aquaman did and just tell a solo story. That has nothing to do with the rest of the universe. Just don't make just it like, a solo story. Exactly. But, and you could do what the Spider-Man game did, which is you tell, really, if we're honest, the same story that has been told before, but you tell it with certain different characters and different little little details. I don't know. So at the end of the day, what I'm getting to here is they need to make Hush. <laughs> because Hush has not been done at all. And even if they decide to not do an animated movie, or they do, I don't care. They need to do a story with Batman that hasn't been seen by a mainstream audience that has a different appeal. And that doesn't involve the Joker. It doesn't involve Two-Face or Catwoman or Penguin. Like, have something completely different. So... That's what I got. Yeah, that whole time, I've just got this big old grin on my face because that's exactly what I'm bringing to the table with my... Exactly. With my Batman trilogy. Oh, jeez. You've been thinking hard on this one, haven't you? I... So we, this topic, this discussion topic came way late in Josh and I's planning process. Um, but the more I thought about it, the more like ideas of brainstorming I had to the point of just like, crap, this is now a trilogy, not a standalone movie. So here's my pitch for a Batman, uh, Matt Reeves Batman trilogy that's more 
like traditional Batman. As much as I like the Dark Knight trilogy, this is going to be more traditional Batman, not necessarily connecting to anything in the larger DC universe, but there is going to be an overall narrative to this trilogy. So first of all, we start off with a new Batman movie with something we've never really gotten to explore with Batman, Batman being the world's greatest detective. So, the first Batman movie that we're going to get has Riddler as the main villain. Don't worry, he's going to be the only villain that has been seen before. However, it's not Jim Carrey's Riddler. We're going to try and fix Riddler's reputation. This time, Riddler's not going to be goofy. He's going to be very, very twisted and sick. Think Batman meets Seven. So, what I'm proposing is the Riddler is leaving all these clues for Batman. But instead of leaving question marks throughout the city, he leaves dead bodies in the shape of question marks, and the heads are the exclamation point. And so, instead of goofy riddles like they were in Batman Forever, they're actual sick, twisted actual mind-bending, the audience can't figure it out, Batman can't figure it out, riddles, there's forensics, there's actual detective work that needs to be done. Yes, you know it's Riddler the whole time, but there's actual work to be done. Maybe if you want to throw in an interesting side villain, like uh, Deadshot, well, Deadshot's currently taken in Suicide Squad, but like a, a side character like Man Bat, maybe, it's very much a track down the serial killer before he keeps killing people like a seven or a silence of the lambs. I'm sorry. Just the idea of throwing man bat in randomly in like the first Batman film. Oh man. What better way to differentiate it from the dark Knight trilogy? Yeah. By actually having a giant man bat. Like, Oh man. But I'm also trying to think of who hasn't been used in another movie. Like, Um, Killer Croc has, Deadshot has, Deathstroke has, and our bigger players will come later. So you're going to have this um, crime thriller as Batman is trying to catch a serial killer before he kills more people. Now, this one will be mainly just Batman and Alfred. We're not going to get the rest of the Bat family. As will be the case for most of this trilogy, it's the best Batman movies, not necessarily the best Batman comics, but the best Batman movies focused on just Batman and Alfred. Because as much as I love Robin... He doesn't necessarily translate to the big screen. That being said, we're going to introduce Nightwing in the next movie. But before we get to the next one, we got to finish up our story here. So after a really excellent story, Batman finally arrests Riddler and puts him into prison. And when he's in behind bars, we're going to have a Lex Luthor at the end of Batman v Superman-esque scene. Instead, this time it's not ridiculous or stupid. Riddler says something along the lines of, You broke their law. They will judge you, which leads us to our main villains for the second Batman movie, which I'm going to title Trials of the Night. We're going to have the main villains of this be the Court Court of of Owls. Owls. Court of Owls. Court of Owls. Yes. And you can introduce Talon and then him and Nightwing can go off and do fun stuff. Oh, dude. I wasn't even (laughs) thinking about that, but I I love you, brother. (laughs) You're welcome. So, so yes. Piggyback off of that because I'm I'm able to brainstorm on the fly like I will be right now. In the comics, Talon is more or less the assassin for this secret organization called the Court of Owls. You could have Nightwing, who 
in his family was destined to be a Talon because his great-great-grandfather was a Talon, but he doesn't want to be. He can fight the Talons while Batman fights the Court of Owls, this mysterious organization that's been living in Gotham for decades and more or less run it without anybody knowing they even existed. Not even Batman, who knows the city like the back of his own hand, knew it existed. And we get this great... So the first one was a crime drama. This one is more of um, undercover, kind of a winter soldiery vibe of everyone you know could be working for the enemy and is the enemy. Yeah. And we could have a really interesting dynamic. However, I've missed a really key detail of these first two movies. There's a character that's very close friends with Bruce Wayne named Thomas Elliot. Yes. So, Thomas Elliot in these first two movies is going to be our Harry Osborn from the original Spider-Man trilogy. He's going to start out as Bruce Wayne's friend. As time progresses, he hates what Batman does to the city. He thinks that uh, Batman more or less increases the crime rate instead of lowers the crime rate. Um, he could blame Batman for maybe um, Riddler kills someone close to him. And so maybe Thomas blames... I'm You watch. I miss pronouncing this guy's name and he's actually somebody else but i'm pretty sure it's thomas elliott yeah no i'm pretty sure it is um but um it might not be thomas is the only thing i can think of though yeah i'm well it'll make sense when we get to the movie three but um after batman and nightwing have defeated the court of owls and more or less nightwing if you really wanted to spin a nightwing movie off which is what i very much would like his movie can be kind of tying up all the loose ends of the Court of Owls and making sure the organization is done forever. Then, when we get to our trilogy capper, this is where our Harry Osborn storyline comes to a head with Thomas Elliot becoming Hush in the final film, Darkest Night. Of course. Which uh, is not an attack no. on Batman, change, but an attack on Bruce Wayne himself. Yes. With Hush going uh, straight for, for the heart that. of Bruce Wayne. You're going to have to change the, the title of the last one. Why? Because how am I going to get a Green Lantern Darkest Night series without with, with them taking that, that title? You mean Blackest Night? So anyway, um, I like Darkest Night a lot. Uh, I think it's a good idea. We should stick to it. <laughs> Isn't Blackest Night like your favorite Green Lantern story too? So I like. <laughs> I agree, though. No, I totally. Um, and it takes the idea of hush, and that con that story concept, and it. I want to say something, but it's very much a spoiler for the Spider-Man game. But anyway, uh, but it it's it very much helps you see this friendship devolve and see why Thomas hates Bruce because that that's the only way for us to truly get behind hush is to be like, no, he kind of have, has a, like in his weird psychotic way, he has a point. Yeah. Um, like I said, it would be just like Harry Osborn in the original Spider-Man trilogy of, I've yes. always thought hush was one of the most underappreciated Batman villains. Like, he doesn't get nearly the love he deserves. 
Um, no. And really deserves to be in more stuff. And get he deserves to have like this whole build up and be the main villain, not a side villain, but the actual protagonist, the antagonist, I mean, to Batman and have his own story. Yeah, it, he even if like you don't do anything with the hobgoblin stuff, like he's still a super interesting character. And it is Thomas. Yeah, I just looked it up. I'm sorry, I meant to say something. But, yeah, I, Hush is one. I'm still mad at Arkham Knight for not fully capitalizing on Hush. Um, Hush is a character for a long time with a really cool design, really cool story, makes sense. One of my favorite story arcs of all time, as we talked about with the uh, new story. I would just I would just love to see him on the big screen. But these are that's just my pitch for a movie and a trilogy. I don't necessarily... It doesn't have to be that. In terms of just general stuff, um, I would like villains that we haven't seen before. I would like um, a Hush, a Court of Vowels, Talon. Honestly, after playing Arkham City and reading The Long Halloween, I really want Calendar Man. If you do him like uh, like Hannibal Lecter, he could be terrifying. Mm. Oh, dude, there's a lot of characters that they could do that would that could be really, really, really terrifying. Matt and Hatter. that's gonna be the yeah, that's gonna be the thing about Batman's villains though is that, or just the DC villains in general, you can do these wacky ones, these Peng, Penguin and Riddler, but you have to do them in a way that's like, oh, whoa, 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 like, no, Batman definitely has to stop them. Because that's not okay. You know what I mean? Like, and you're, but it's gonna, all of this is gonna build, obviously, to the anarchist and Joker. And, oh, um, that made me think. So maybe instead of Man Bat, we have Anarchy, a nice side character that can be easily disposed of. Because it all has to build to Joker, obviously. And if you're going to have a villain that is feared by villains themselves, then you almost have to make everybody else despicable just to be like, wow, if, you know, Riddler's killing people and putting their body, leaving their bodies in, like, question mark shapes, and, you know, if Penguin is, is, you know, stabbing people with umbrellas, like... What's what's the Joker gonna do? Like, you know what I mean? Like, what what? How much worse is he than these guys? I will say though, in this trilogy that I thought of, Joker doesn't appear at all. Yeah, no, he he should not even a mention. Nothing. Also, if you wanted to do an alternate version of this story like if dc was just like we really don't feel strongly about hush could you do some other character i would do red hood as my trilogy capper instead with the exact same storyline easy yeah it's just as much mystery i mean it's been done i guess technically it's been done twice now between the movie and arkham knight spoilers for arkham knight but but I mean, the game has been out how long? Like, and yeah, I haven't even played it. And I know that. So, so there's if, that. if anything, if we did do a red hood for a trilogy, what I would do 
is have Batman and Robin work together in the first movie, but it's Jason Todd. And at the yeah. end, kind of make it like Bucky in the first Captain America. Of he dies, you can. It's changing up the timeline in the comic lore. I know, but we'll get over it. He dies at the end of the first one, and then end credits for the second one is him pack is him being back from the dead. Yeah, and then more or less, yep. your third movie is Under the Red Hood. Basically, I mean, oh. there's a lot. That's I think the thing is there's a lot we could do. How much of the Bat family do you bring in? Do you leave Batman more or less as a solo act, or do you try and bring in um, the other Bat family members like Nightwing, Jason, Tim, Barbara? Um, I think that depends on the timeline, where you are in the story, and what story you're going to tell. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I, it's just, it doesn't make sense to have Nightwing if you've never uh, even talked about Robin, Dick as Robin, because that's a very important time for, for Dick as a character. Um, it's kind of the same thing with Jason, like, and how that relationship between Dick, Jason, and, um, and Bruce it is. It doesn't, like, you don't feel that emotional weight unless you kind of understand that. So it's it definitely depends on what story you're going to tell. Yeah. Um I I would still would love to see Nightwing at some point, but I completely agree. I think for me, I want the Batman that we have not really seen before and that is prime type top of his career Batman. We've either had Beginning of his career, like Dark Knight Trilogy, in which case he has two years under his belt, and that's about it. Or Batman yep. v Superman, which is him towards the end of his career. Yeah. Like, Michael Keaton's Batman him. was probably prime of his career. But, like, most comic, like, prime career, has had a couple sidekicks, seen some stuff, but he's not an old vet just yet, like Dark Knight Returns level. Yeah. I agree. We've got a... I think you and I have always said we need the we need the great detective. Yes, we've never really gotten detective elements. We got a little bit in Dark Knight when he like pieces together the bullet or whatever, but eh, not the same. Well, and we got a little bit in in Justice League and, and uh, Batman v Superman. A little bit, like we kind of got tastes, but I don't know. Yeah, not not quite the same. Like an actual crime thriller, like murder mystery type, could be fascinating. It could be, and you could do it with like the violence that from from uh, Batman v Superman, because like that fight that that fight scene is the most Batman fight scene I've ever seen in my life. It's literally just ripped right out of an Arkham game. Oh yeah, it's Dude. exactly what it needs to happen. So, I don't know where this thought came from, but if they did it right, oh, I would love it. Uh, picture Silence of the Lambs, Batman being Jodie Foster, Joker being Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. Batman has oh, to completely. rely on Joker to catch somebody else. Ooh, actually, that's really cool. Right? Yeah, I really like that. And idea. then just like Silence of the Lambs, Joker escapes at the end setting up the next movie. Of course. 
Obviously. Who would he like have to catch though? Whether that's like Oh, um maybe Zaz. What if it is Red Hood? Mm. And Joker already knows. Ooh. And he could be, be like, Bats, you already know who it is. You just don't want to admit it. Yeah. Huh. That'd be cool. But like you could again trying to like do new stuff. You could actually have an actual Zaz happen. I mean, we've seen Zaz before. You may have missed it, but he was in Batman Begins. Well, yeah, but they didn't do anything with him. Yeah, that wasn't Zaz. Yeah. So it Zaz would be awesome. You could totally use Zaz. Um, so for those who don't know at home, Zaz is this serial killer that kills people with a knife, and every time he kills somebody, he marks himself like Killmonger and Black Panther, and he's got quite an impressive count. Yes. And his look like... The only issue I see with that is that his look like the the mark of the silence from Doctor Who, so I can see some people having issue with that, but it's still like... He looks like um, Edward Norton in American History X. Yes. But, like, how how scary if you have Batman coming in at the top of his game trying to stop Zaz and like he gets there like too late to a scene where he's like just killed somebody and he like makes eye contact with Batman and slowly marks his body and like does whatever monologue about releasing people from their, their, their human shells and it's like, how, I, I just, there's a lot of imagery that you could really do that would really work and be really unique for DC. Huh. That, that would be kind of cool. Um, I'm thinking, I'm looking at my shelf of various comics now. Um, we've already talked about Hush. We've already talked about Court of Owls. I'd be curious if they did, like, some interpretation. Obviously, you can't fully go all the way with this, but in an in interpretation of Battle for the Cowl, maybe like a poser Batman, like a Jason Todd when he was Batman, comes along and starts Ooh. killing people. <gasps> Azrael. Not Azrael. Not Azrael. Phantasm. Ooh. Mm-hmm. But would you just remake Phantasm? Yes. If I had my way, if I was a billionaire, I would my first act of business would one, pay off my student loans and with the remaining five dollars make this movie. <laughs> if I had a billion dollars, I would make a live action remake of two things Mask of the Phantasm and Iron Giant. Not necessarily mm. in that order. <laughs> yeah. I I could see it. It'd be fun. But I at the same time, I think there's better stories to be told. See, that's when you're just wrong because Mask of the Phantasm <laughs> is a masterpiece. It's all right. I, I, I like it because it's Batman and it's a very well it's a very well done story. Okay, but so for those however, at home that don't know, Mask of the Phantasm was an animated movie that came out the time Batman the animated series was on TV. And despite what people think, it does count as a theatrical Batman because it did come out in theaters Christmas of 93. Um, it bombed hard, but it's found this cult status. And honestly, according to a lot of people, myself included, 
It is the best Batman, theatrically released Batman movie. In terms of embodying what makes Batman Batman, it really works. So what it is, is there's this new character called Phantasm that's come back to Gotham and is killing off all its big mob bosses and people think it's Batman tarnishing Batman's reputation. There's a big twist at the end. Really good story. Uh, Joker, crime bosses, love interest, why Batman can never be happy, so on and so forth. Just a really, really good story. And we never really got a whole lot of Phantasm. It, Phantasm, the character, showed up in Batman Beyond at one point for a story arc. But, oh, I love the character of Phantasm, and I would love to see a adaptation of that. Not necessarily in the comics, but like a live-action version of that, I think would be amazing. Yeah. Or at least something along yeah. those lines in terms of what if there's someone like Batman that's doing J- Batman's job more effectively and people start siding with that character instead. That happens. I, I can't remember the the um, the story arc, but I'm pretty sure that happens. And honestly, if you really want, if you're not going to do like a, a, a canon Batman, no, stick with this Elseworld thing that they've got going on with Joker. Like, do an Elseworld story. Why not? Do the do the one where that's uh, the post-apocalyptic stuff in Gotham. And Batman, like, he's still swinging and stuff, but he's got, like, a bow and arrow and stuff. I don't know. Okay. Like, um, let's like, go down that rabbit not? hole for a little bit. Why not? We got some time <laughs> like, left. Um, yeah. no, not, not the rabbit hole I was thinking of. You said Elseworld. If, if by some chance this will never happen, so we're getting the Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie is an Else World story, which means it's not in the main timeline. It's it exists in its own separate thing. What other Else World stories would you like to see for Batman? For me, top of my list, absolutely. Gotham by Gaslight. Hmm, that could be interesting. So that's essentially if Batman was set in Victorian London and he's hunting down Jack the Ripper. Yeah, it's that's basically what it is. I really like that story. I know some people don't like it as much. I really enjoy it, and I really like the animated movie, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, but that's my point. Like, there's so much to pull from. Like, you really... And and in some ways, while we're having this discussion, I'm also reminded of of the director, uh, was Matt Reeves? Yes. For the new movie coming up? Um, ha- who is, has taken his time, dear sweet time, with yep. this. Ruined with Nightwing this in the process because of it. Well, yes, and I know you're going to be bitter about that, but Never. at the same time, I would rather him take his time and tell a good story than let WB uh, rush him. And he ends up telling another man, man uh, Batman v, v Superman. I don't think Warner Brothers will ever let another Batman v Superman happen because I don't know if they'll ever let somebody have that much creative control again. Well, I I, I agree, but I'm I'm sa- I'm saying like that level of 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 story, which is you know yeah. not that high. Whereas I'd rather him take his time because Batman is one of those characters, much like Superman. He is both easy to get right and really easy to get wrong. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you would really like to see in a Batman movie? Even if it's something like you think you'd never get to see, something that may be a little 
more out there? Uh, I would love, <laughs> and this is just because this is like, I, growing up, I had a book of a collective of old school, like Batman, Batman comics. And in one of them is the one where Batman fights, uh, an evil vampire monk that like hypnotizes his girl or whatever. And like, she goes over to Transylvania and he has to like kill werewolves and kills a vampire. That sounds like the Batman versus Dracula. It's nuts and it's great and it needs to happen. <laughs> um, I got a couple that are more out okay. there, but then again, I thought at one point it'd be crazy for us to ever see the spider, the Spider-Man wings. And we got those. So never yep. say never, I guess. Mm-hmm. Obviously I want to see Nightwing. I want to see Red Hood. Those have a better chance of happening than some other things um, that I'm going to say that probably will never happen. And I've kind of accepted that. Um, I would like to see the Batman Beyond suit, the black and the red. Yes. I would love to see the ba- a Batman Beyond movie. Are you There's kidding been me? i it for years, but it's always been stuck in development hell. Oh, yeah. I just, but, like, oh. Ooh, bring back Affleck for that. Let him play the old Batman. No, or, you know no, who's a no, better no, option? No, no, no. Yeah, Michael Keaton. Dang it, you read my mind. Yes, uh, because he's a perfect grumpy person. Um, but just Ooh. what? Like, and like Terry, Terry is such an interesting character. The kind of stuff that he goes through would be such a good like care. Like the stories you could tell would be perfect for this time and age. The other one that I'm willing to bet the house, it'll never happen just because we've gotten away from this look of Batman. Every Batman suit now has to be either jet black or black and gray of some kind. I would love the traditional Jim Lee, dark gray and dark blue spandex look. That is my favorite look. Same, dude. Like the classic look of him and Nightwing running towards the camera with that aesthetic of kind of matching colors, but not because they're two separate characters. But I don't think we'll ever get the gray and blue ever again. But, oh, I would love to see it with tall horn, with tall ears. Yes, tall ears. Like he's got a duck to get through doorways kind of tall ears. Yeah. I We've gotten away from the blue, which makes me sad. But, um, oh, I would love to see it again. Or some I, reference I to different suits and different colors. I agree. Uh, anything else? Not really. Oh, um, I forgot to tell you. Uh, I finally saw Halloween. The new one? Yes. Oh. It and? was great. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Dude, I loved it. Without going to spoilers for those who haven't seen it, I love the opening credits when the music comes. Uh, there's a lot of things that I like about that movie, but yeah, yeah, but, well, yeah no, I, we gotta I talk about this like, sometime. Hey. Yeah, I was just like, hey, yeah, I finally saw it. <laughs> oh, dude, oh man, it makes my heart happy. Violent death. Violent death is always a good time. Do you think we'll ever get Solomon Grundy in a Batman movie? No. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna say no, but you know. I'd like to say the, that anything can happen, but at the same time... Well, Solomon honestly, Grundy actually, versus Swamp Thing. 
Oh, honestly, though, uh, Solomon Grundy might be able to work. Be able to work. Mm-hmm. You could make. Ooh, ooh, you got the juices flowing now. I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway, let's uh, let's wrap this baby this baby up. Yeah. So, uh, well, let us know, guys out there, if you guys have any thoughts about what you would like to see, or have any story pitches for what you want to see in upcoming Batman solo movie or trilogy. What do you want? to see in a Batman movie someday that we haven't gotten to see on the big screen thus far. Comment below. And if you haven't checked us out on YouTube, uh, be sure to do that on Uncharted Media or whatever um, medium you're listening to us on, Google Play, iTunes, YouTube. Be sure to subscribe to us there so you get all the latest podcast episodes. And as always, stay sharp, movie guys and gals.